0: Welcome to One Step Better, the podcast from Works. We're tackling topics to give you insight on a practical level to help your employees thrive in your organization and to help you become one step better every day towards being the leader that you want to be. Now, let's kick it over to the Works team.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the One Step Better podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer, and here with me today is Matt Patrick. You know, I think it'd be fun to talk about something that has been coming up here a lot recently with our team and Some of the conversations that we've been having internally, and that is all around the idea of the golden work-life balance. Is that possible? Is it attainable? Can it never, ever, ever happen? And some different perspectives, because I know that that you and I have some different perspectives on work-life balance, and what what works best for you and what works best for me is not the same. So I felt felt like it would be a good idea just to kind of bring that to the podcast. And I know that a lot of people out there, especially business owners struggle with balancing that really I just want to hit on is is that even is that something even to be concerned about it may not be so I just want to have a conversation around that matt tell me a little bit about how you as a business owner as somebody who started a business from the ground up for the past i'll say 15 years just about how do you see in your own personal life balancing you got three kids that are yeah. blowing and going with activities yeah full it's, family. it's a lot
0: different than when i was an employee somewhere and i realized that when I was an employee somewhere previous to having the firm, it was very much I wanted to have my day end. Technology wasn't as available as it is now. My perspective as an owner now is way different. I, I really believe that I am 100% at work and 100% at life all the time. I, and, I, and I expect that fluidity. I have the ultimate flexibility to work or not work at any given time as much as I want. I
1: just simply say I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not
0: going to do it. I'm going to delegate it. I'm, I'm not going to set meetings before this time. I'm going to make sure I leave every day at this day. I'm taking this day off. Those are all things I can do. I have certain things that I absolutely am not going to miss. My kids' games, my kids' practices. If we have family events that I, I'm going to go to birthdays, we're going to do all those things. I'm also going to, if I have to log in at night to get something done because it's a deadline, I'm, that's perfectly fine.
1: Let me ask you about that because you mentioned like, I'll uh, say major kid events, mm-hmm. whether that's just simply games, birthdays, milestones, whatever it may be when you are watching one of the girls play volleyball or or Mason out there, you know, playing baseball, are you fully engaged in that game at that point in time? And it's like, I'm not going to ever check my email on my phone or something like that. Or you, is it a hybrid kind of fluid? That's always hybrid. Yeah. I mean,
0: it depends, right? So during a game and I am, if I was a coach, obviously I'm not checking my phone or something like that. But if I am a participant and it's in between points or in between sets or, you know, kids on the games. bench. Remember, like it's all day. It's you know you go to a volleyball tournament. It's all day event, so it's plenty of time to check your phone. And you also get a zone out. You know, if my kids not in the game, if all that kind of things, I like, probably uh, I'm fluid that way. I usually have a my if I'm in a volleyball gym at like a tournament season, I'll have my AirPods in listening to podcast while I'm watching a volleyball game. Probably looking at watching a video and checking my email all at the same time. But if I am watching a movie with the kids and I want to watch a movie once again, I, I kind of always have my phone on me. It's just part of my daily life. I, I'm, I feel like it's kind of fluid. And with um, that,
1: it's not, I would assume it's not that you're getting an email that is, hey, this is an urgent matter that needs to get taken care of right now. It's just more, that's just your natural rhythm of, it is. it's It's easy to, to pop up email. When I was reply. in high school, I watched TV while I worked, while I uh, did my homework. And when
0: I was in college, I would listen to the radio while I wrote a paper. It's the same kind of thing for me. I think it's just, I'm multi, multiple multiple inputs doesn't really bother me as much. And if I need quiet time, I can get quiet. And if I have to, if I have a deadline, and I have a hard stop. I have to get something done on. I'm I can pretty much isolate that. But it is that's not the norm. That's not my expectation of anybody else either. You know, that's the big thing I always want to go back to is my expectation of my work life balance is not my same expectation as my employees' work life balance. I respect that they may not treat things like I do. This is a job to them. They don't own it, which is way different. And I want them to have the ownership mentality. But I do expect them to turn their day off. If I'm emailing them or slacking them in the middle of the night, because that's what my work schedule is, I don't expect them to return my email. If there is something pressing and I need it urgently, and there's something like it was, the building's on fire, I know I can reach them, <laughs> and, and I could reach them, and yeah. they would help me. But that's different. I'm not, I'm not expecting a return on, on that. I, you know, I, I do try to respect people's time. I get that my rhythm is definitely different than everybody else's. If I'm working on the weekends, if they don't respond, I'm okay with that. If they do respond, that's great. But if they don't, I, I'm okay with it.
1: I do remember when this was this was years ago, a long time ago, that I remember when you, you stood up in, in front of everybody and essentially said, look, I know that my schedule is different than your schedule. If I email you at 2 a.m. in the morning, I don't expect You're to right. get an email back at 2 a.m. in the morning. Correct. And that was a little bit of a relief, I felt yeah. like, for the people in the room. Because sometimes, especially people that yeah, are... They I, don't know I, me that way. Well, I want to or... perform well and I want to prove myself. And if Matt's wanting something, I, I, you know, you're the boss. I know I need to do that. But it, it was a bit of a relief for everybody because it kind of gave them the freedom of, look, I'm responding at these weird times because it's, it's my easy for re- me, yeah. not because Correct. I expect something out of you.
0: And I'll go back to when I worked for somebody else. I had a boss that worked odd hours. She was the tax partner at a firm I was working for. And she had young kids and her rhythms probably were, I can't get anything done while the kids are awake. So I'm going to work at night. And I had that same pressure. I felt that of this lady keeps emailing me at three in the morning. Does she ever not work? And then I thought, you know, now that I think about going, oh yeah, that makes more sense. I didn't realize it then. And so probably haven't repeated that enough for new people, new people as we have, but I think it's important for us to understand that my rhythm doesn't have to be your rhythm. I still want you to understand. I'm going to email you middle of the night. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. But I don't want you to feel like you have to respond. I'm okay. Yeah. I try to remember to hit the send it later button, and then it's like it's at 9
1: o'clock it's going to send or whatever, but I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it's only a problem whenever you start calling at 3 a.m. <laughs> I will that's, only call at 3 a.m. It it's like, okay, the machine. computer system
0: just died. I need help now. I can't. it does not happened in a long time. It's usually just calling the IT guys at 3 in yeah, the morning. Yeah, I don't they're care. probably <laughs> up anyway. Yeah, they're doing something.
1: They're drinking Red Bulls and they're coffee. They're playing and... some online video yeah. game, I'm sure. Yeah, no kidding. This has been a conversation kind of more in the COVID environment where you do have a little more freedom mm-hmm. from a, a work at home situation. And that has caused the work life balance conversation, it, at least from what I can tell, mm. to increase a, the conversation to increase a little bit because it is difficult to have those clear cutoffs. You know, when I, in an office environment, when I'm coming to the office, I know I need to leave my house at X time to get to work on time or by first meeting or whatever it may be. And I know I need to leave work at X time to get home at whatever, you know, whatever. That first meeting at home, right? Yeah, first <laughs> meeting at home, yeah. When I, but when I'm working from home, it's just I get out of bed, take a shower, get dressed and go to the next room and now yep. I'm working.
0: So when I started my firm, I worked from home from, it was December of '03 through May of '04. And the first thing I realized then was my day doesn't start on time and it never ended. So what that means is I'd get up, I'd have breakfast, I'd might watch Sports Center, or I'd do something silly because I know it's 1030 and I haven't started work yet. So it's hard to motivate yourself. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it'd be five o'clock turned into seven, eight, nine, 10. I'd be working until two or three in the morning going. So th- my day just kept cycling back to now the next day, I sleep in the next day because I'm tired. So it was like this, I didn't have this pressure to get up and yeah. pressure to get down, uh, you know, go to bed. And, and turn it off. So as we talked about this with our team, it's the hardest thing is to stay in rhythm. I really don't care that you punched the clock at eight 30. I care that your work is getting done, but I also make sure, I expect you to be in communications. You know, so from work hours, I expect you to be on the phone, accessible, accessible online. We still
1: have responsibilities to, to hit Other than Correct. just the production and side It's a little harder. Do you have a preference? Would you rather be here in the office or at home?
0: I like being in the office. I like the environment. I think, the hard thing for me is distractions. I mean, it's just part inevitable of a lot big team, and they got multiple people coming through my desk. But the reality is I like being around the team. I like being around everybody. The social part, the I and me comes out. I like interacting with our team and helping them. It is conv- super convenient to be able to work from home. I mean, it's great. It saves you know an hour of community day, and I can dress a little bit even more casual than I normally do. That's a scary thought. Yeah. Scary hey. thought.
1: That, that's, <laughs> I always find it interesting because you and I are almost opposite here. That from a standpoint of like your life and, and work, it's all kind of intermingled. Yep. I don't like the term work-life balance because I mean, that's, I don't think that's attainable. Yep. You don't really, it's not like, is it social, is it 40-60? Is it 50-50? I'm, balance, Mike, 50-50. Yeah, I'm, I'm too black and white to think of the term work-life balance in a true balancing type situation. Because I would like, so what's the ideal? Is it 30, you know, yeah. you know, what is it? And this came up in, in a Vistage group months ago where there was a speaker coming in talking about something similar to this. And he asked a question kind of of what, what people's preference is. Do they like the segregation of this is work time and this is not work time? Do they like for it to be blended? And what I found in that, because they, they pulled the room, that I was in the, the minority there. I prefer very clear cut. This is work time. This is not work time. That feeds into I would rather work in the office than at home yeah. the majority of the time. For me, it's, it comes out of a place of, I have a hard time flipping switches in my brain. If so, like, to the extent, like you may send an email at seven o'clock at night or at nine o'clock at night, whatever, I'll read that email most likely, almost always. If you look at my phone right now, the only reason there's going to be a a red icon on my email is because I'm doing a podcast (laughs) and I'm not, you know, uh, have my phone in my hand. And so I keep that clean if it's a question that's that's not just a simple yes no. You know, yes, no type answer, that question, if it's like, hey, Mike, what do you think about maybe blowing up our entire business model? And start, <laughs> that is going to stew in my head because I can't turn off that switch to where I'm not thinking about it. Hardly at all. And when I do that- I'm okay with that switch staying on all the time. Well, so for me, though, what that- not, I mean, for me, I mean, not yeah, for you, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, but for me, that filters over to, I can't engage Meredith as well. I can't engage the kids as well. I don't do a good job of the everything going on at one time. I'm very much compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing it, compartmentalizing that. Which, which yeah. I think
0: is great. I sometimes wish that. And I go through periods, You want like I go on vacation. I would say when I try to unplug, it takes me two or three days to truly unplug. Just to and, get to the point where you feel but like you're on vacation. By fan. the yeah. end of the vacation, I'm really desperate to plug back in. Yeah. And I, I, I use that time sometimes to kind of, I think about the business or practice or whatever. Even when I'm unplugged, I'm, that's the part. And now that I start to, my creative juices really start getting going. But I don't ever have that expectation. I, like I don't, people say, well, you're on vacation. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I'd rather, yeah. I, I don't want to, it's the fear of missing out a little bit there, but it's also the, I don't have an expectation
1: to unplug. You've I. structured your entire life to some extent around the idea of always being at work. Not and necessarily like physically at work, but that it's the entrepreneurial mindset that- yeah, it doesn't that, turn off. That doesn't turn off, right? Correct. And so it doesn't- You could be on vacation in Paris- Yes. And working- Yes. Some part of the day-
0: And I'm perfectly fine with and that.
1: And that's- that, From a physical standpoint, it's the same thing as if you were at home in Eads or here in Memphis. Yeah, so we've done a couple of thing.
0: longer trips. I mean, we've done- In the last five years, we've done four trips of three weeks to Europe. Yeah. And- all those trips included probably work in multiple days. The time difference for Europe to here is great when it comes to the ability to be accessible for work if you need to, but also enjoy where you are, which I've really enjoyed. But to do two or three hours of work a day at of my day is is not a problem. It gives me a chance to check out my email. I don't really have to worry about checking anything out. and I can still kind of stay connected to the team, but also get to spend three or four weeks in Europe Yeah, and, and not have to like. Well, I gotta go back. If not, the place is gonna burn down. So yeah, it's been that, that's I, I enjoy that, and so it's great.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's not uncommon for you, like you said, to take. I'm gonna be gone this month. And right. Everybody here knows that if you need me, call me. You're you're not. Yeah, I'm not gone. 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 Me, gone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And and so for me, it's I like the freedom that I get to do that. But it's difficult when it to for me to go on vacation. It's I need to make sure that I have true, unplugged time. Simply because I know that I'm worthless to everybody around me if yeah. I if I don't do that because I don't have that ability to correct. And we have, I mean, we've had a, you know Stephanie sides. in here all,
0: in the office. Yeah, she goes away generally right for tax season every year for yep. a, for a longer trip, and also in the in the fall after the fall busy season, and that's her chance to unplug. And she really does a good job of unplugging. She, she she checks in about halfway through the trip usually, and if, if there was an emergency, we know we could reach her. But at the same time, I want her to unplug. That's her yep. chance. I mean, she's been working really hard hours. And it's a grind. This business is a grind. You go through with tax season every year, um, no matter good, bad, or indifferent, you know, it's still a lot of work to get done in a little bit, a little bit of time. And we're a growing firm. So there's always something going on. So to unplug is super important. And I expect my people to do that. i like it. You know, I think we have Tammy out this week yep. and she's, you know,
1: she's one of those grinders too, and We have to basically force her to go Do you out the know door. why she's out this week' we force her to be because she stopped accruing pTO because <laughs> she's got too many hours Correct. in the bucket right
0: and so I mean that's common I think this is the third or fourth time that's happened, and we have to go tammy it's, it's time time to to, you time you have to go, go. To leave the office now yeah. and well, she's great
1: st- when, when she stops seeing her hours accrue that's when she knows all right i need to I need to go get a vacation <laughs> <Yeah. then." laughs> when she ever
0: leaves she's going to have like she's got a uh, bunch six, of hours. six months of pay t- yeah. pay time off.
1: like I was out last week, and I like the control that I have with I have full access to everything that happens here on my phone or, or iPad, Slack, email. I can log into our server from my, my iPad and do anything I need to do realistically. I like the control of being able to say, no, I'm not doing it. And so yes, I am doing I, it. I am I'm
0: the. I don't have the mental fortitude to say no. Yeah. So that's probably part of my own struggle. Yeah. Good job, Mike. <laughs> we, I, only, I only bugged you on Monday, I think. Maybe I stopped after that. So.
1: Yeah, but see, you know what? That worked out really well because I think I was driving somewhere. Uh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's perfect. I can yeah, drive I and, and talk and we're good. Monday, uh, yeah. I like to, to plug in and, and, and know what's going on. I'm always, like last week, I'm on vacation. There wasn't a day or there wasn't more than a, probably a four-hour block that I didn't check slack. All right, I just want to look behind the scenes. What's going on? Is there anything that's popped up? And for me, that's that comes out of I don't like the surprise of not knowing something that's going on. You're a FOMO problem. I, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that in a, a different podcast. Yeah. I have I have a bad FOMO issue. But there was never an expectation of anyone on my team that was gonna say, Hey, you know what, Mike is uh, he's on right now, so let's go hit him up with these questions. They in their world, Mike's on vacation. My
0: my struggle with the reverse is the reverse of that though. My struggle is always the if I didn't respond then. So you said earlier in your email, all your emails are unread or are read. read. And my problem would be if I don't respond, then I I think I may forget. And so I respond no matter what. And same thing with a Slack message. If I know the answer or I think I want to give my input, I just do it. Yeah. And I don't, I probably should let somebody else handle that stuff sometimes. Maybe.
1: Well, that that just stems from we handle email differently, realistically. My inbox... Is my to do list. It's, it's an action list. It's right. got something's got to happen. To the extent that that's done, it's deleted. You don't do it that way. All your emails always stay in your inbox. You may have read it, but you use flags and, uh-huh. and d- different system, right? And so, in my world, I know that I can read an email that requires no action, delete, and it's out of sight, out of mind. That's just how I stay organized. If it requires action, I just leave it in my inbox. When I get back to the office, I know I need to do something. This is honestly why. Slack is more difficult for me to use because it's not a delete when you're done. So I have to flag things similar to how you use email. And sometimes I get lost in that because that's not my normal way it's of doing it. It's super things.
0: easy to get lost in Slack if you've read it. Now they've made it a little better now. Yeah. But, but previously when you would get a message and then, you know, if I have six or seven different threads going on, who, who sent me that question? Where was yeah. that at? And then if they delete that message, which happens sometimes like, I know I saw it. I know I did. Yeah, yeah. And so it, just, it was very hard to lose stuff. Yeah,
1: but the, the way that they do the, was it now they call it saved, not saved, yeah. it used to be starred. Yeah, save Now messages, it's saved messages. Yeah. Saved messages is a little bit different.
0: And you also can see a thread of who, like you can see a little yeah. tracking. And AI. now
1: the, like, the sidebars changed a little bit. You can't have two things open. And so, so it's just, it, sometimes that can be difficult, simply not because of, of an issue with Slack necessarily, but the way that I have my email organized, which is how I control my day, has fed over to that communication piece. But having Slack from a, uh, a work-life standpoint is really nice, though, because I can still stay plugged in when I want to be plugged in, even though I'm not actually here in the office. whether that's on vacation or I'm just hanging out at kids' football game or whatever. If something pops up, I like the ability to be able to check in with everybody. So
0: we are in a office environment. Absolutely. So, you know, obviously it's a lot easier for us to have connection and I'll say work-life balance either my extreme or your extreme, I think we probably on the peripheries of what's normal. Sure. (laughs) You know, I look at my team and I go, okay, I expect them to turn their day off. I also expect them, you know, we have, you know, a millennial group that, you know, I think their hours kind of wander, which is fine. I don't really care about, like I said, when they clock in and stuff in the morning. I mean, I should, but I really care about their productivity and that they're available when we need them to be. The reverse of that is, you know, what Kind of, How does that happen for a more work-life balance to say if you're not in an environment like ours? Let's say you're at a, a dentist's office or you're at a restaurant. Let's use those two examples. Sure. Those, are very, those are very hard. It's harder to have a work-life balance if you're a restaurant manager or if you're a, Absolutely. a dentist or if you're a dental assistant. So,
1: those, Yeah, those two are, are great, uh, great things to talk about. I think it's important to start here. Our work-life balance that we have here at Patrick Accounting and Works is a byproduct of a couple things. One, it is we are a production-focused environment. Our people are held to a production, I'll say quota, even though that's not really language that we use. They're compensated based off and it. They're comp- yeah, so if you do X, how you got to X isn't as important. It's, I'm not saying it's not important, but it's not as important. The time that it took you to get to if X If you, in theory, could get all your work done in five hours a month, then you got- I probably would be like, hey, that's- can you teach me how to do it? But, but the reverse <laughs> of that is, Great. You got all your work done. You got all your work done. So a byproduct of being a production center, we have a clear expectation of what is expected. The second thing, it's a byproduct of the culture that that you've built here over time, where it is constantly communicated, get your work done, and nothing else really matters, right? Extreme example, but you're right. If it takes me 20 days to do 30 days worth of work, then... In theory, I got 10 days off. Or, but the way that we hire and train our people, they're not thinking that way. They're thinking, I got 10 days to pick up more work to get paid more money. Or I'm going to go out of town for 10 days. Yeah. Or I'm going
0: to. So that's what we have. Our philosophy there is that's why we have an unlimited PTO policy. People are going to work more
1: before they leave vacation than after they get back. So that's a, you know, it's a unique scenario. Production based. So, with that, with the, those two things being true, let's extrapolate that over to a dentist environment. I think it would have to start with what's your, I'll say, production quota to some extent. If I'm a dental hygienist, how are you graded? How are you managed on your performance? Is it X number of patients? Is it, you know, or or is it just simply if you worked eight hours a day, you're winning, right? So I think it has to start with getting an idea of what does winning look like in that role in order to say, once you've won, if you need to go to your kids' sporting events or you need to have a doctor's appointment or whatever, the expectation of you didn't fulfill all your hours shouldn't be as big of a deal. The hard thing there, though, I think, is the
0: how you have to do the work, right? So if I'm a dental hygienist, I can't work anywhere. I've got to work inside this chair, and this person's got to come see me on an appointed time.
1: You don't have the remote work capabilities.
0: I'm very dependent upon a schedule that I want to keep.
1: But you could, if you're, if, you know, from a leader standpoint, you could set up your culture to be production-based, correct. Even, even though it's not remote work. Yeah, I have to be here during this time, but if I'm meeting my numbers... Hey, I see my patients okay in a row, and then sometimes? I go
0: do my notes at home, or I do my... Whatever, I don't know how that works. But. Yeah, you have to be
1: a little more probably for thinking, because you know schedule, you're, You don't really control your schedule too much, and maybe a couple weeks out that, hey, there's an event, a you know, kids event that I want to be at. You need to make sure that you block off that time. Yeah, we've
0: talked to Dennis before, and you know, the struggle they always have is like, I want to take a vacation. If I take a vacation, not only am I... Not making money, but I'm also probably not making other people's money. Right. So it's really hard that they have to think through that. You know, any, any. A one dentist shop takes vacation, the entire practice office, office is closed at kind of that time. Yeah. Correct. And so it's, you know, same thing with Tom Trister. Yeah. And so restaurant world, you know, there's a lot of flexibility from a server standpoint. That's obviously you can pick shifts. I'm available, up. not yeah. available. Yeah. Yeah. As a restaurant manager, I mean, I think most of the expectations are it's a pretty full time job and you're 24 7. Reality, there is a lot of cultures have allowed that to be the norm and that's probably doesn't need to be the norm still you can still have you know the flexibility and the communication style to be able to have access to email and to your team you know, having communication tools we're very fortunate to work with restaurant 365 they've got great employee communication tools built in scheduling tools are built in so using your technology there can probably help you kind of expand some of that work-life balance for your team so they can go visit their kids game if that's something they need to do if they're going to take a tuesday shift off that night or whatever yeah
1: the technology can help, and I think it's important, if it's not understood in what we're talking about, we clearly state, when we're talking about work-life balance, we're not saying, let's see if we can find a way to get everybody to work 20 hours a week instead of 40. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, as things pop up from time to time, not always, not regularly, but from time to time, a couple times a year, I know my kids are going to have year-end school programs or yeah. games, maybe a little more recurring schedule. It's okay to shift the work. Not say it, it's not going to get done. It's never okay to say in our environment as well, the work isn't going to get done because I'm going to go do things outside of work that would be expected to get done while on a normal work schedule. So we're not saying don't do those things. Just be flexible with how and maybe sometimes when those things get done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the example of I'm in my world. I'm 100% work, 100% life, and I think that's the same kind of thing as just having that flexibility, knowing the work's going to get done.
1: Yeah, just to kind of hit that point home a little bit more, easy, tangible way to see that. If, if, I'm, if I'm a cookie shop, I know I sell 100 cookies, cookies a day. It's easy. It's easy to talk about. And I know I sell 100 cookies a day, and I know I need to be gone that next week. I need to be you know, a little more thoughtful of, well, maybe I need to make more cookies before I leave or you know, whatever that looks like. So again, we're not saying don't get all your work done because you have life that's coming your way. It's find creative ways, especially from a leadership standpoint, to allow the freedom for your team to have balance between those work-life issues. And here's why. Your employees will perform better when they feel more engaged with both their life and their work.
0: Yep. And you have to care about both just as importantly. You have yep. to care about as much as, as important work getting work done. It's also making sure that they're being good family and good, good friend and good to the community around them. And so it's important for them to make sure they have two separate pieces of their life. Don't just run them
1: into the ground because, hey, I'm giving them a paycheck.
0: (laughs) They're not not a unit of measure, right?
1: Yeah. Well, Matt, uh, fun conversation. I I, I think this is one that is always enjoyable to talk about, specifically because we are very different here. It's always fun to highlight those differences. So thanks for sitting down with me and having the conversation about work-life balance. For all you guys listening, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. I would love for you guys to make sure that you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever, wherever you like to listen from podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode and we'll engage you through those different platforms. And if there's anything that we could do to help you guys out there, if you have questions about anything that we're talking about, feel free to reach out to us on social media. Give us a call here at the office and we would be glad to help out. Thanks and have a great day.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Head over to works.com for webinars, blogs, and more
1: content. That's works, W-H-I-R-K-S dot See you next time.